the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And good morning. I'm Gary Randall. Thank you so much for joining me today. It's Thursday, October the 27th, 2022, in the year of our Lord. It is the 300th day of 2022. There are 65 days left in this year. Can you believe that? Time flies. Today, on October 27th, 2018, a gunman shot and killed 11 congregants, wounded six others at Pittsburgh's Tree of Life Synagogue. It was the deadliest attack on Jews in U.S. history. Robert Bowers, whose trial is now set for April in 2023, he's pleaded guilty. Prosecutors are seeking a death sentence. Today, in 1787, the first of the Federalist Papers, a series of essays calling for ratification of the United States Constitution, they were published. They're very informative to us even today. Today, in 1904, the first rapid transit subway, the IRT, was inaugurated in New York City. Today, in 1941, the Chicago Daily Tribune dismissed, completely dismissed, the editorial board completely dismissed the possibility of war with Japan. They editorialized, I'm quoting, from these wise, wise people, she cannot attack us. That is a military impossibility. Even our base at Hawaii is beyond the effective striking power of her fleet. Isn't it great to have a press that is so well-informed and so um, impartial and so clear thinking in America. Oh, I know we need the freedom of the press as part of what keeps our top of democracy spinning on its axis, but man. And that was in 1941. It's only gotten worse since then. Today in 2020, Amy Coney Barrett was formally sworn in as the Supreme Court's ninth justice. And one year ago today, the Department of Homeland Security said U.S. immigration authorities would no longer make routine immigration arrests at schools, hospitals, and a range of other protected areas. In other words, they were going to further not enforce our immigration laws. I talked about this back about the middle of the month, around the 14th, 15th, somewhere in there. It was a preprint paper that was first released on the 14th of this month. Researchers with Boston University said they created a new strain of COVID-19 by combining the Omicron variant spike protein and the original Wuhan strain of COVID-19 variant. They called it Omicron S. It's a lab-made hybrid killed, and it killed 80% of the mice they infected with it. The research ignited an intense debate. We talked about it the day that this was released, this report, or the first day we saw it, which was around the middle of the month. This intense debate uh, continued. 
They talked about the potential harm of such an experiment with that it could have on humans if there were to be an accidental leak of some kind or, God forbid, a purposeful leak of some kind. Well, following the ensuing backlash, the university has now been put on notice. Republicans on the House Energy and Commerce Committee are seeking answers from Boston University over its potentially risky gain-of-function research with coronaviruses. Gain-of-function was brought to our attention in America, thankfully, by Senator Rand Paul, a doctor himself. He talked a lot about it. I learned from listening to him when he began, first began talking about this, but he was talking about it in regard to the Wuhan lab in China and Dr. Fauci and others' relationship to that, um, those studies that they were doing there and the experimentation. And he, Rand Paul has made the case very adequately, and I think that if the Republicans take control of the House and Senate, and it appears that could happen at this point, we'll talk about more, more about that in a moment. But if that should happen, then Boston University, is they're going to, they're going to feel the burn, I mean, because they're going to look into this. Rand Paul, thank the Lord, is very knowledgeable and is very committed to addressing this issue because we have seen what had happened on a, what happened as a result of it from China in, in a worldwide stage. So anyway, now Republicans have written this letter to Boston University and they're seeking um, more information. So the backlash has already started, and the university has issued this lengthy state statement, uh, I think it was yesterday, defending the research after this backlash. They're saying critics have misrepresented the goals of the study. It also denied the research constituted gain of function. They, <laughs> they have redefined gain of function. Dr. Fauci did that in regards to the Wuhan issue, and now these guys at Boston University are using the revised, the revised definition of, of gain of function to say, no, we're not doing gain of function. They are doing gain, gain of function, and the people who are wise on these things, I'm not, I'm just telling you what I know. I'm not a doctor, and I don't understand all of this, but I, I'm not stupid. And neither are all the rest of us across America, us common folk, us ordinary people, who oftentimes are brushed off and said, well, it's complicated, you wouldn't understand. We're those folks. But we understand that they sure messed up the world for a couple of years with what they were doing in that Wuhan lab. So now these guys are doing the same thing in Boston, basically, and um, they've been caught at it. And called out, so they're saying they're not doing it, and it's not gain of function. It is gain of function. So uh, their argument, their statement, has not uh, quelled the concerns and the anger on the part of some. And um, the Republicans have been writing on Twitter and so on. Uh, some of the things they're saying. People in elected office are saying Americans deserve the peace of mind that proper oversight is conducted to ensure the safety and accountability of any risky scientific research. Well, that's moving forward, and I'm happy to announce this because often we have to wonder out loud why some of our elected officials 
don't move on on things and don't act on things. Well, they are on this. And so this letter has been sent, an official letter, to the uh, Boston University regarding this matter. And the letter's signers include Representative Kathy McMorris Rogers from Washington State. She is the committee's Republican leader. Morgan Griffith, a Republican from Virginia, is on the subcommittee in oversight investigations. And Brett Guthrie, a Republican from Kentucky, on the subcommittee on health. So they are taking action, and they are, I think, going to follow up on this. I'm sure they will, because they've taken the effort to get this letter together and put it out there. But I don't know why these people, I, they, they dismiss their activities um, by saying they want to protect us, and yet they're killing us, and they need to stop it. I mean, there's got to be a way to, to do research without putting the, the world population at risk. And that's what happened as our pandemic as a result of that and some of that, you know, research in Wuhan. So anyway, we bring that. My point in bringing that is that you'll be informed and know that it's happening. And there is follow up to what we had spoken about a couple of weeks ago or at least a week and a half ago. And um, some of the people whom we have elected here in the Northwest are leading that in particular. Kathy McMorris Rogers. The Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 2, and we know this well, but we're living at a moment on the calendar where we need to hear it again and again. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice. But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. That has been used by many. Ronald Reagan referred to that verse more than once. Others have before and after Ronald Reagan. But it's true. It's God's word, and it is true. And there's much to mourn about in our country today. Sometimes I reflect on the things that I talk about on this program, and I think, are these things really happening to this degree? And yes, they are, unfortunately. I was thinking of some of the things that Reverend Charles Finney wrote. He's a was a Presbyterian pastor and educator and a college president. And he wrote a lot about the culture um, from a biblical perspective, from the pulpit perspective. He said a lot of things that are penetrating and confronting. But this one thing that he said, he said that the time has come. And this was, he, he, was, he lived his life from 1792 to 1875 to give you a context. So he was saying this during his lifetime, probably closer to 1875 than 1792. I don't know how old he was when he said this, but nonetheless, he did say it. He said, the time has come that Christians must vote for honest men and take consistent ground in politics or the Lord will curse them. Now, this guy is not a, a nut or an uneducated guy out here just throwing words around. He's highly educated, deeply committed to the Lord and to the Word of God. Let me say it again. The time has come that Christians must vote for honest men or women and take consistent ground in politics or the Lord will curse them. Christians have been exceedingly guilty in this matter, he said, but the time has come when they must act differently. God will bless or curse the nation according to the course that Christians take. 
I agree with that. God has given us the the incredible opportunity and responsibility of being part of the decision-making process that decides what course this nation takes. And it has to do with voting. I'll tell you, there are a couple of things that I don't like, and one of them is Christians who walk around acting so sanctimonious, they say, well, I, I'm not going to vote, I'm not going to get involved in that, there's no one that's worthy of my vote, basically, that's what they're saying. They're saying no one measures up to what I would vote for, and I'm not going to vote, I'm not going to get involved in politics, politics are dirty. That's exactly why God has called Christians to be responsible in the place that he has put them. And God has put us here. I believe in a sovereign God. I believe that God has a purpose for our lives, a good for a purpose for a, a evil, a plan for good, not for evil, and so on. I believe that. And I believe that God has placed all of us on this planet at this time for his purposes. I can't believe otherwise. I can't believe that God is who he says he is if we don't believe that. If we're living by random and chance and natural selection and all of that, then we're not certainly not living according to God's word. And coming to bear, and it covers a lot of areas of our life, in fact, all areas of our life, but coming to bear on this is an election. There are millions and millions and millions of people around this world that would almost die, and some of them do die, for the opportunity to mark a ballot like we have that opportunity here. They would die for it. I've, I've been among them. I've worked among them. I've talked with them. And they said, man, you know, what a deal in America. You guys get to choose your leadership. Third world countries would do anything for that gift. And yet sometimes we passively just say, well, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, does it matter? And so on. Yeah, there's corruption. Of course there's corruption. And we keep addressing it. But our responsibility is to act, not, not the outcome. The outcome is in God's hands. But we have to act. And in doing so, we please God. And we need to act according to our beliefs and according to the Word of God. And that's where we are today as we look at this. And I will tell you that there is a pushback that's happening in America today. I mentioned yesterday, and I rarely ever mention on this program, people's birthdays, unless it's my wife's or something like that. But I did mention this birthday, and I, I said, I mentioned just in passing that Hillary Clinton yesterday was 75 years old. What I didn't quite know at the time was, and I realized that as I was looking at a, a lot of news after I went off the air live yesterday, on her 75th birthday, she is really recommitting herself, oh, not to the, not to the principles of freedom, but to kind of taking control or keeping control of the nation. She rededicated herself to saving the country from, these are her words, from the right-wing extremists. She posted a video on social media. She accused right-wing extremists of having, quote, a plan to literally steal the next presidential election. And I thought, wait a minute. I thought it was the Trump people that were stealing elections. And now she's talking about, they're going to steal an election before it happens because she knows what the outcome or she knows what the outcome probably will be. She's apparently sure that the Democrats are going to lose the presidency, not the eighth, 
next this upcoming election, but oh no, two years from now. She's sure they're going to lose the presidency, so she wants everyone to know the election, which is two years away, was stolen. And she wants people to know in advance who stole it before it gets stolen. I thought, talk about living in an upside-down country. Man, there's a trifecta at work among us, and we we can't deny it. It's very destructive. And I want to talk to you a little bit about that today. In this video posted to Twitter, Hillary said, she began, she said, hello, indivisibles. She called them indivisibles, not not deplorables. That's us. I mean, that's anyone who doesn't agree with her. That's uh, indivisibles are the good guys in her mind. She said, hello, indivisibles. I'm here to highlight something that is keeping me up at night. And I know this group really understands what I'm about to say. I know we're all focused on the 2022 midterm elections, and they are incredibly important. But we also have to look ahead because you know what? Our opponents certainly are. She continued, Hillary Clinton, quote, Right-wing extremists already have a plan to literally steal the next presidential election, and they're not making a secret of it. The right-wing-controlled Supreme Court may be poised to rule on giving state legislatures, yes, you heard me correctly, state legislatures, the power to overturn presidential elections. Well, that's misleading. It's not exactly true, but it, it could be true because states are supposed to have the oversight. The legislatures of the state are supposed to have oversight on the election process in their state, and that didn't happen in the last presidential election in a number of states, several states. The people in political power just made decisions about the voting process. Anyway, she's very aware of that. So anyway... She says, she continues, just think if that happens. So she's casting a a kind of a truth, making it a truth that misleads people more than a truth that explains something. She and others like her are very good at that. But she continues, just think if that happens. The 2024 presidential election could be decided not by the popular vote or even the anachronistic electoral Electoral college, that means the old, outdated uh, anarchy. I don't know about that, Hillary. But anyway, she is hinting that she wants to do away with the electoral college. Many of them do. She said it would not be, uh, the the vote would not be uh, defined by that, but by state legislatures, many of whom are Republican-controlled. But she says there's good news in the face of this very real threat to democracy. She said Indivisible, a nonprofit organization she's involved with, has launched Crushed the Coup to make sure that we're ready to defend democracy in 2024. She said they put together a list of critical races in six key states and how you can get involved. Then she launches into a very hardcore uh, fundraising appeal and goes on and on and on. We'll skip that part. But the hypocrisy is obvious here, and it's not just Hillary. And yeah, she's kind of old and and kind of antiquated, but she still represents the thought of a lot of people on the left. In 2020, in in the lead up to the presidential election between Joe Biden and Donald Trump, Clinton said during an interview for the Atlantic's Politics podcast, it's called The Ticket, 
The Atlantic is a very far left but widely read, and this podcast, The Ticket, is it has a lot of listeners and viewers. Anyway, she said there, she said, there was a widespread understanding that this election in 2016 was not on the level. We still don't know what really happened. Well, in 2021, Clinton said that Russian President Vladimir Putin helped to rig the 2016 election against her in an interview on MSNBC. She said, quote, Putin is the great disruptor. He has a clear mission to undermine democracies, first and foremost, the United States. Almost immediately after the statement, Clinton also claimed that anyone who disrupted the results of the 2020 election was working for the Kremlin, either directly or indirectly, and the news media picked that up and ran with it like a a racehorse. Democracy, John Adams, one of our founders, once said, A democracy never lasts long. It soon wastes, exhausts, and murders itself. I think America is in the process of murdering itself. It can be reversed. I believe, and there are some Christians who don't believe it will be. I do. I believe, I have a sense in my spirit that God is not yet quite through with America. I know that we're citizens of of heaven. We have dual citizenship. We're citizens of America. We're citizens of heaven. Heaven is eternal. This is temporary. Life is a vapor. But we have responsibilities and we are called to certain duties as unto the Lord during this life that he gives us, whether it's few or many years. Each of us have different amounts of time, but we are all called equally to do the work of the Lord. That's why Jesus was so um, direct in saying, ye are the light of the world, the the salt of the earth. uh, You represent me. And there's verse after verse after verse of, of Jesus and Paul's teaching and so on in the Bible that tells us that we we are God's representative. We are called to do the work of the Lord. And we are called to do it with all of our heart and our might and our strength and serve the Lord and so on. So we must be involved in the process of these things. And I believe in that, that God has called us <clears throat> to these things. <clears throat> Excuse me. In that God has called us to these things, I believe that we have that responsibility. To whom much is given, much is required. Reverend Frederick Douglass, he was a minister of the gospel. We know him as a civil rights leader, but he also was a minister, an ordained minister. He said, I have one great political idea. The best expression of it I have found in the Bible. It is in substance, righteousness exalted the nation. Sin is a reproach to any people. That's Proverbs 14.34. This constitutes my politics, the negative and the positive of my politics, and the whole of my politics. John Jay was the first, our first Chief Justice of the United States Supreme Court. He said, Providence has given it to our people the choice of their rulers, and it is the duty as well as the privilege and interest of our Christian nation to select and prefer Christians for their rulers. I know times have changed since John Jay. I understand that. But the principles have not changed. And if they have changed, then we have abandoned the inherent absolutism of the Bible. The Bible does not change. It is the Word of God. 
Reverend James Garfield. Yeah, he was president James Garfield as well, but he was an ordained minister. He said the people are responsible for the character of their Congress. If that body be ignorant and reckless and corrupt, it is because the people tolerate ignorance and recklessness and corruption. If it be intelligent, brave, and pure, it is because the people demanded these high qualities. If the next centennial, and he said this on the 100th year of our nation, he said... Um, he said it's it's because the people are demand these high qualities. If the next centennial does not find us a great nation, it will be because those who represent the enterprise, the culture, and the morality of the nation do not aid in controlling the political forces. And that's what we're talking about now is taking control of the political forces and in putting in place through rightly chosen people the principles, the eternal principles of Christianity. Oh, I know how this sounds to my critics. I understand. I know what they think and say. I don't believe for a moment that we should be a religious nation in the sense of Iran and under Muslim rule and all of that kind of thing. I don't believe that for a minute. But I do believe that we, under God, must do our duties and live out our lives. And God has blessed this nation above all nations, the greatest, most prosperous nation in the history of the world. And I believe that God is calling on his people now to stand up and vote for righteousness. I'm not talking about Democrats and Republicans. I'm talking about righteousness. I'm talking about what is right and wrong. Well, how do I know what's right and wrong? Just read your Bible. I mean, it's not complicated. We live in a confused world where good is evil and evil is good and Sour is sweet, and sweet is sour, and so, I mean, it's so confused, it's so screwed up. Even our kids are con- are becoming confused. They don't even know if they're boys or girls anymore. The past, past few decades, the world has watched in collective horror as our once proud democracy falls from grace. But it can be changed. It can be fixed for a period of time. Ultimately, Heaven and earth will pass away. God's word will continue. And there is God's eternal plan that is before each of us. But man, here and now, God has called us to be active, to be engaged, to be informed. And that's what this is about. Barack Obama came to office saying this is the change we've been looking for. He said, we are the change you've been looking for. And he misled the nation. The world listened when he claimed he would unite America and make changes in our society and government, but he miserably failed on every front. He made America more racist than it was before he came to office. That's not just my opinion. That's the opinion of many. I remember it well. The world watched Obama force progressive policies on America. His America shared the wealth and Everybody paid the same and on and on and on as he gave away money, gave away freedom, and limited the opportunities that we had here in America. It was Nancy Pelosi who said of his signature uh, bill, the Obamacare, she said to Congress, Nancy Pelosi, once we pass the bill and you take the time to read it, you will like it. Let that sink in. Those are the days in which we live. But greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Be informed. And vote. 
Thanks for being with me today. It's always a pleasure and a privilege to spend a few minutes with you and talk about the things that are important. Thank you for your support. That allows us to do it every day, every weekday. I'll see you right here tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.